Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, June 6, 2023. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. So what's crazy is first in our Broadway news today, we have yep. like a Broadway wink, wink, nod, nod rumor, it feels a like. A weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I wasn't, so I, Matt texted us first, I think, in our group chat about it earlier on Monday. And I wasn't, I was only half paying attention to it. So I didn't see that it came from uh, Mark Marin's podcast and then was like, it, was this something that we knew about? Is this something happening? Well, let's get into it. Certainly, yeah, certainly not for me, but uh, Anthony yeah. Ramos was just on. And if you don't know Anthony Ramos's work, you know him and love him from yes, In the do. Heights, Hamilton, and everything yeah. else he's ever done. Um, according to uh, his recent um, visit to the Mark Maron podcast, WTF, WTF, he plans on returning to Broadway in a revival of Peter Schaefer's Amadeus. He says, quote, I'm probably yeah. not supposed to talk about it, which Probably is always a, my favorite good, actor statement. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a safe bet, to be honest. Uh, but about like, you know, halfway through the episode, like 50-50, Mark, um, he says that he's, I'm signed on to do Amadeus on Broadway to play Mozart. We're looking for Salieri now. Which I'm like, interesting. okay, one of two things happened. One, he spilled the beans. Yes. Two, oh. they wanted him to spill the beans. It's really hard to tell because, you you know, anytime an actor goes on anything doing interviews, they're told what not to talk about as well as what to talk about. So I would have to think that, yeah, maybe that he was told to tease it. Otherwise, otherwise a choice. He wasn't hawking something. Yeah. You know? I, Besides, I, I mean, he's a fabulous guest. I'm just Sure. And I don't know if he was, uh, you know, he had to have been there for some other reason. I'm not following his career close enough when he's not actively on Broadway. So I don't know if there was a specific reason that he was on other than to drop Broadway news that the rest of us didn't know about. Um, so yeah, I mean, he says that they're still looking to cast a Salieri and I don't know if they've already done that and he's being mum on that, which is possible or if they are actively looking, but very curious. Yeah, I will say he was on entertainment tonight or uh, at least on their you know site talking about, you know, how he happened into his Broadway career accidentally and talking about Transformers and a bunch of other stuff. So nice. I'm curious, curiouser and curiouser. So more in some uh, award announcement news for Broadway's Best the Actors' Equity Association Advisory Committee on Chorus Affairs, the ACCA, has announced its nominees for their annual award, honoring the original chorus members in Broadway shows. Among their nominated shows are And Juliet, K-Pop, New York, New York, Shucked, and Some Like It Hot with Sweeney Todd. So those winners will be announced in July. That's post-Tonys. Yeah. But I think it's really, it's nice to always see when these big ensembles and chorus Choruses are being honored. Um, yes, I'm glad please. also to see Sweeney in there because their chorus works really hard. Uh, well. Incredibly so. The one that I was most excited to see, and not to rank them, but I am going to rank them because I actually just had to vote for one of these the other day, is K-pop. Um, getting to see them, especially their ensemble, which is so, 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 so great. I mean, it's an ensemble show. Well, because they had, the exactly. Yeah. Everybody was... It, all of everybody was a principal in a sense. Yep. Like their ensemble yep, yep, yep. was the cast. So it kind of, it feels, it feels perfect there too. But some of these shows have very so classic 
choruses, right? So you've yeah, got, like, exactly. You know, some like it hot. You've got those tappers. You've got those movers and shakers and singers. And same for New York, New York. Um, yeah. Huge ensemble there. Of course, Susan Stroman. Yes, um, a similar uh, vibe. Even though I will say Shuck's ensemble uh, gets to do like some singing and like wh- what I call the hoedown throwdown. Um, which is the the jubilation t corn pone yeah exactly exactly and and juliet similar to k-pop you've got these incredible um hip-hop and um you know just like all around dance freaks uh that also can carry their weight in the musical theater world so it's a really great mix of of shows here i really appreciate it it's just really nice too in general and speaking of k-pop because i mean everything else was heavily nominated in this year's tony's i mean get an ensemble award in the tony's for god's sakes four shows for this purpose who don't necessarily have i mean k-pop does have a standout technically but like we just said it was such an ensemble heavy show that it would be nice to see things that do lean that way and don't have the standard you know two leads two supporting roles in an ensemble um get recognition for the hard work that they're doing so this is good to see here at least this is where you and I differ because I don't believe there should be a best ensemble category oh, see, in the Tony Awards. Absolutely, a hundred percent am rooting for it all. Co- why, why don't you though? Because I believe. Uh, well, the thing is for me is that I believe there should be an outstanding performance of the season, so that would it, it would encompass people that if you would like to nominate the ensemble of a show, you would nominate them there. If you yeah. want to nominate a, a someone that stepped into a role, i.e., Leah Michelle and Funny Girl, that's where you would you know put her. If there are people that do not want to fit within the binary that currently exists within the Tony Awards. Um, people that identify in different gender expressions could be nominated there, um, or even like a you know like a one that, person standout. <laughs> that right there is why I'm more. I, you know, I would like both of those, but I I feel like that specifically as far as the gendered versus non gendered categories of it all gives these committees an even bigger reason if they were to do it. I mean, this is all hypothetical. An even bigger. Uh, excuse to keep the gendered categories so that's another reason why i'm so pro ensemble is in that case i mean a lot of uh trans and non-binary performers end up in the ensembles and not necessarily the lead roles so bits and pieces all abound just put them both in (laughs) put them both in please yeah put them all in yeah get all in here yeah in other news, starting off Broadway with New York Theater Workshop, they've announced their 2050 artistic fellows, including Emily Abrams, Andrea Ambam, Raz Golden, Celeste Jennings, Ying Ying Lee, and Nicholas Polonio. Uh, you've also got, you know, the 2050 fellowship was named uh, kind of in celebration of the U.S. Census Bureau's projection that the U.S. will not have a single racial or ethnic majority by 2050. We're still hopeful nice. for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so New York Theater Workshop also has their usual suspect and former 2050 directing fellow Miranda Heyman that will advise that committee. Um, the Off-Broadway Theater Company will also feature um, Ebony Noel Golden as Jupiter Performance Studio. Yeah a company in residence at New York Theater Workshop. Um, They were founded in 2020 as a hub for the study of diasporic uh, Black performance traditions. So we're really excited to see that featured here. Really great. Um, As well as uh, Aaron Malkin as the Associate Artistic Director has been named with theater and productions and Rachel Silverman as Associate Artistic Director. So lots of great announcements. Yeah, absolutely. Love to see all of it. 
We also, um, if you're traveling to the Pittsburgh area, you're going to see some friendly Broadway a plan of mine until some announcements were made. So the PCLO famously at the Benedum Center has this incredible summer of musicals lined up. Uh, so we knew some of their programming, but now we've got cast announcements for their season between June 13th through August 27th of this year. It's jam freaking packed. So mm-hmm. hold on to your shorts. Deal. Um, Starting with Anything Goes, June 13th through the 18th, you've got Liz LeClerc as Hope Harcourt. You've got recently seen on Broadway and my favorite, one of my favorite bright stars, A.J. Shively as Billy. Yes. Um, yeah. Rashidra Scott as Reno Sweeney. Huge. Absolutely huge get. Absolutely great. Yeah. They don't even know. That. I mean, no. they do. <laughs> they know, but they don't know how much they know yet. Exactly. Uh, also, Into the Woods comes up in their season, June 27th yes, through July 2nd. Huge. Everybody's doing it to the woods. Purely damn Carmella as the witch. Such a good choice. You've got Manu Narayan as the baker with Patty Murin as the baker's wife. That duo. Whenever they release that video, it's going to go viral. No, too good. Manu Narayan just in company on Broadway and was doing something else after that. I can't remember. Oh, a delicate balance off Broadway. I can't Mm -hmm. remember which theater company though. He's fantastic. Um, you've Very also got great. Joe Carroll, who I adore as Cinderella's prince and the wolf. Really appreciate them casting that as the same person. Some people have been splitting that up lately. That's mm-hmm. not the way it's meant to be. I hate to see it. I w- could write dissertations on it, and I probably will. Yeah. Um, really great cast rounding that one out. And then The Sound of Music, July 11th through the 16th. You've got uh, Daniela Dahlia's Mother Abbess. You've got Hanley Smith starring as Maria. You've got a full ensemble there. The Von Trapp children have been named. They've got understudies. They've got all the things. Once on this island, this is the one I've been really excited Ooh, to talk yes. about. Uh, July 25th through the 30th, you can catch Mason Reeves, who Good. you've never, if you, if you saw the Frozen tour, when I was at the Frozen tour every other damn day, you saw him as Kristoff. He is such a star. Um, he's starring as Daniel in this one. You've got Naja Hetzberger yes. as Tim Moon. You've got Melissa Clark as Mama O'Reilly. Like it's there's just Frenchie such Davis. it's just such a good yeah. Davis, Darius Harper, amazing cast. Really amazing cast. Great gifts for Pittsburgh here. Huge. Um, they're also finishing with Guys and Dolls August 8th through the 13th Ooh. with Nikki Renee Daniels Nikki as Nikki Renee Daniels. <laughs> Come on. Come off it. So you've also got Jeff Creedy starring as Sky Masterson with Nikki Renee Daniels, his real life wife, Nikki Renee Ugh, Daniels yes. as Sarah Brown. Thank you. Completing the Guys and Dolls trilogy that if you're a couple, you better be doing Guys and Dolls. <laughs> Truly. Honestly. I mean, how many have we had at this point? They did the one at Kennedy Center. Not these two. Um, another couple. But um, it's it's kind of amazing. Uh, John Tracy Egan as Nicely Nicely Johnson. Um Leslie Margarita as Miss Adelaide. Leslie Margarita as Miss Adelaide is perfect casting. It really is. I I don't understand how anyone else is going to – you can't talk. You can't live up to it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're also doing Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812. Um, Really gorgeous cast here, including Jason Gotay as Anatole. I mean, beautiful boy. Very beautiful boy. Yeah. Yeah. Thick cast. Gorgeous cast. So listen, if you're in the Pittsburgh area or uh, please, please, please make your way over to the PCLO. They, see it they for us. really do top tier. Yeah. yeah see, see it for us because I probably won't make it this summer, but I want to see literally all of those productions. And that's how you know you 
cast very well. Um, so it's been announced that there's a third installment of the Hocus Pocus trilogy now at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know if, uh, according to Disney, right? But we don't know if that includes Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, uh, we, we just, we have, we have no, Kathy and Jimmy, like, they can't say if yeah, the cast don't is involved. Yeah, forget, respect on her name. It's just interesting. I, I don't know what I think it's too early. Story. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I did forget there was a second one. I still have not seen it. I think we got to go back in time. I think we need to meet oh, young. That's so true. Right? So, so true. I just like, generally, I let's Olivia please Rodrigo go back in time. running around in a crazy oh, wig. Oh, like, yes. This is Disney. You never know. That's their slogan, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's their whole thing. So speaking of young people, we've got the Educational Theater Association's official list of most produced plays, musicals, and short plays for the U.S. Um, high schools for the 2022-2023 school year. This is one of my favorite annual I listings. Yes, Because um, I think it it really gives a good barometer of what's in the, the zeitgeist and what schools are finding the most success in, in terms of yeah. like how they're bringing in audiences, because as we all know, like Broadway trickles down. And so yep. from national tour to Broadway and all that stuff, like what's resonating, what's selling and, and what are the most produced shows. So to no surprise to all of us, we've always talked about this for the past, like two, three years on Broadway radio is that the number one full length musical is the Adams family. Yeah. Um, it does so well, but it just beat out Mamma Mia, which is very recent. So just want to clock that. Yeah, I think Mamma Mia was last year's winner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's always at least within the top 10, if not like the top two or three. And then Alan Menken and Howard Ashman have tied themselves for fifth and fifth placed with Disney's oh, yeah. Beauty and the Beast and Disney's The Little Mermaid, which I think is great. <laughs> um, and then entering the top 10 for the first time this year because of MTI's release was the Mean Girls High School version. So I think that that's kind of uh, interesting that it's now entered, you know, the uh, half of these shows, you know, have been longstanding 10 plus years. And mm-hmm. the fact that Mean Girls has entered the conversation at number 10 for the first year that they've even been released is kind of huge. I'm really curious to see what high school versions, because Chicago's on there as well as the teen version at number eight. The other is Being mm-hmm. Into the Woods, Little Shop for SpongeBob musical, which has to be a lot of fun to do with kids and also Legally Blonde the musical. So there's some of those where I'm like, at least in my high school, I know we never would have performed them, but... Uh, I would really like to see what the high school version and teen versions look like and actually see teens perform them for Mean Girls. I'm sure it's a lot of fun. And then, those, I mean, those are the full-length musicals. We have short musicals as well and plays. Um, I'm not sure you want to run through all of them. But we do have the full list. Yeah, we've got um, for full plays, we have Clue by Sandy Rustin, which I think is great because she's about to debut her new play, The Cottage, yeah. <laughs> on Broadway. Oh, yeah. um, and that's along with uh, Hunter Foster and Eric Price um, for for Broadway licensing for full plays. You've also got Puffs, Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, Shakespeare Durr, uh, the play that goes wrong, which is a huge undertaking. Yeah. I believe the youth I saw are trying that. to make the play go wrong. I saw that on the list and I could not believe it. Like, I'm impressed when frank, it happens on Broadway. But also, all to do, maybe that's like some high school theater's way of being like, listen, we know some things are going to go awry. <laughs> so let's, just let's go really ahead. lean in and let yeah. it happen. 
Let me yeah. see Noises Off Junior next. I mean, there you go. I also really appreciate you've also got it tied with Radium Girls, number six, Almost May, and mm-hmm. John Cariani's always Masterpiece. There. Yeah. Uh, Peter and the Starcatcher, which I always appreciate when young people do. There's yeah. just something different stars. about it. It hits. It just hits. Uh, she Kills Monsters. She is. Um, Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll and various other authors. And then finally ending with 12 Angry Jurors. So that's a pretty substantial list. Obviously, more so leaning towards comedy. But otherwise, it's it definitely varies in theme. Did you do plays in your high school? We did. We had a winter play and then we had a spring musicale. Interesting. I know we've talked about this before, but I always forget. See, mine, we only did musicals in high school and we only did plays in middle school. And I don't know that they were ever like, it wasn't Peter and the Starcatcher. That's for sure. I I don't know if they were local plays or what, because I was never in them. And then I didn't do theater until I was in high school. Um, But yeah, there was always a, a distinction. Of like you're in you're in middle school, you're doing plays, you're in high school, and now you can do musicals, and it's very weird, I know. But seeing a list yeah. of like high school high schoolers doing plays, it's like yeah, of course high schoolers are doing plays. They should be doing plays. Well, but they were like banned for us. But here's the thing: I think that a lot of these schools, which I mean, I'm sure someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, most of these schools when they are selecting plays they're yeah, used yeah, yeah. for competition purposes yep they are not totally they are not the the crowd pleasing always you know crowd getting i'm not saying plays are crowd pleasing jill um but it's more I so dare. that like schools know that they will make a lot more bank on the musicals and for plays they like to show like you know their students range. they like to use it yeah, as yeah. an educational tool totally. and also for, for competition so it's not gonna surprise me there if most of these are used for that oh yeah absolutely And finally, we uh, leave you all with a recommendation. There was a New York Times article, 39 Tony-nominated performers on why they act. Really Um, A lot of great features here with Arian Moya, Jessica Chastain, uh, Wendell Pierce. Also, the photography is so stunning. Yeah, Um, I just want to call that out. Photographs by um, Thea Traff or Thea Traff. Um, This is by Michael Paulson, uh, Julia Jacobs, and Amanda Webster. So there's a good range of of interviewers here, but Jodie Comer. It's it's a really stunning, just kind of like a few little quotes from some of your favorite nominees this year, kind of indicating like, why they do what they do, right? And I think it's it's a nice refresher as we're leading into the the end of this Tony season um, to kind of Ooh, like yeah, five people, more days, baby. Yeah, like what I love this quote, Christian Borrell. I started acting initially so that my mother would love me. That's one of the most honest things I've seen yeah, so far. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like truly. I just think this is this is really beautiful. So please take a look at that. Um, the Colton Ryan of it all. Who else gets to be so lucky that they get to spend time looking at someone's actions and deciphering them through emotion? Who gets to be so lucky to explore themselves so deeply? What a romantic. Uh, what a romantic. Oh, I'll leave you all with the Kara Young quote because Kara that's Young. Oh God, we love her so much. A lot of my characters are survivors of capitalism and how capitalism oppresses specifically women of color and black women. When we go inside someone's heart, people can be touched by that. Carrie Young. God love her. There it is. Oh, and on that note, thank you all so much for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all forms of social media at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at no, This Is Ashley. Thank you all so much. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.